What's up, everybody? This is Sean Mangoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. My prayer is that you encounter God as a result of listening to this sermon today. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? Hey, everyone. How's it going? Here we are uh, this particular weekend. We're online only. We do this once a year, online only, that is. Um, Happy Thanksgiving. We hope you guys had a fabulous weekend. Um, We're sorry we couldn't gather today in person, but wherever you are, whatever you're doing, we pray that today is a blessing to you, that you guys enjoy the service nonetheless. So here we go. We're going to jump in. My wife and I, obviously, as you can see, we're going to conclude the series, Nam Good. Yes, together. And so let me pray, and then we'll jump right in. We got some good stuff for you, so I hope you're ready to listen to this, watch this, take some notes. We got a lot of scriptures, yeah. and it really kind of brings this whole series um, in for a landing. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, for this moment to sit at your table, get in your word, look at you, Jesus, and be changed by you. So, Lord, make us what you desire. Do with us as you will. And we thank you, Lord, for this privilege to just gather around your word and to be changed by it. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, Before we get started here, I just had two quotes, really good quotes from last week. My wife shared, I personally love these quotes. I took personal notes of these. I wanted to just say them. They're really good. They apply to what we're talking about. And it kind of brings us into the message today. But here is a a CG quote. Number one, how we are stems from who God is. Mm -hmm. Bam. That's true. That was a good one. (laughs) Was that in your notes or you just were just flowing? That was not in my notes. That's just. Okay. It's good. It's a good one. Um, And that applies today. So just identity and stuff. Here's the next one. CG quote number two. Um, Understand that your words are weighty. They are. Our words carry a lot of power. And when it when we're talking about contentment, the things that come out of our mouth, mm-hmm. it's really a reflection of what's going on inside. Mm-hmm. So it's really an easy way to take stock of what's in your heart and what God's doing in your heart and some of the things, the issues of the heart, because all that kind of stuff comes out. It will come out. You might have a, a lid on it when you're at work or or whenever you get comfortable, though, whenever you're in a space where you feel free to be yourself, um, whatever comes out is truly what is inside of you. And it's so important in terms of contentment, gratitude, thankfulness. Mm-hmm. What we speak matters. It's a, It can set the course of a day. It can change a perception, a perspective. It can shift the way we think so. What you say and the words that come out of your mouth, um, they're weighty for yourself and for the people around you as well. So good. And so we're going to start with this. This is just ties right in is um, the main kind of thought today is that contentment is powerful. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> it is powerful. Simple but true. Um, <laughs> yes, it is. And so you'll see what we're, where we're headed with this. I know we just kind of jumped out with that thought, but it's literally kind of going to everything we say after this is going to kind of point back to that. And so what I want to do is just touch on two definitions of the word contentment. 
um, that we already covered, I think, in week one, but it just kind of brings us into what we're really going to dive into today. But once again, contentment is powerful. It is, it is, it is, um, I think we said it a different way week one, like it was, we were talking about how it's, it's a spiritual weapon. Yeah. Contentment is a spiritual weapon. And you got to fight for yes. contentment. Contentment isn't something that just naturally yeah. happens. Maybe mm -hmm. in some cases, in mm -hmm. some things, it's easy to be content with some things in life, but really, especially in the society we live in, when there's so many things coming at us, so many things for us, so many things we can access, so many mm -hmm. things we can do. Mm -hmm. Contentment is a fight. Mm -hmm. It's literally a fight to be content with where God has you, what he's doing in you, what he wants to do through you, and even in God's timing. Are you content with his timing and when he wants to do things and how he wants to do things? All of that plays into contentment. And it's a huge, huge thing, um, especially for believers to be able to be content in a world that's des not designed to breed contentment. So good. And so contentment is this. This is the two of the Greek definitions. First one here, it means inward sufficiency, inward adequacy. Mm -hmm. So it's like the temptation is everything on the outside, yeah. but we can be content on the inside and not be pulled by whatever, everything else my wife just said from the outside. So once again, it's, 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 it's inward sufficiency. It's, it's, yeah. it's inward adequacy yeah. satisfied because we're living in God's fullness uh, because God's on the inside I don't need quote unquote all that other stuff yeah. on the outside yeah. having all I need through the indwelling Christ yeah. okay here's the next definition mm -hmm. um, and this ties into really what we're going to get into here here's another Greek definition because there's two words used in the New Testament here's a second one it means contentment means the raising of a barrier it means to ward off. It means to avail, to defend, to contend, to be possessed of unfailing strength, to be strong, to be sufficient, to be enough. So, so this is where we get contentment is powerful. So good. It's a power. It's a. It so good. by definition, it is a spiritual force. Yeah. And when, I love this because it says to be enough, and to be enough, we can only find a sense of who we are through God in who he is. It comes from him. And this was one of my points from last week that it's based in identity. Like everything about contentment comes from a place of knowing who you are in Christ. When I know who I am, all of these other things don't phase me, don't shift me. They might motivate me to more, but I still have to find where I am, find a sense of peace. Um, and contentment and where God has me at this particular time in this season of life. And that sometimes is hard, especially sometimes we battle with ourselves. Like I should be here. I should have been doing this. I should have had this. But who says? Who says that? According yeah. to who? Right. <laughs> and it's like realigned. Contentment realigns our thinking and our perspective mm -hmm. with the Lord and his way and his timing and how he wants to do things. And I think that is why it's a struggle sometimes, because mm -hmm. sometimes we're fighting not just the external things, but we're fighting this internal conversation, mm -hmm. internal dialogue we're having with ourselves. That's so good. I think really just to add on to what you just said is, I think that's a really good question to ask. Mm -hmm. um, who said that? Like, wait, wait, where's that coming from? Because sometimes Who we believe, that? we believe thoughts. Yeah. Well, well uh, thought, it could be, a, it could be literally the voice of the enemy 
or just our own soul, our yeah. own mind, our own outlook. Or, We're hard on ourselves. Yeah, and, and it's a way, sometimes I think a way to combat it is to ask the question, wait a minute, where is that coming from? Yeah. Like who, what's the source? Yeah. And, and that can ch help to check those, those thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Checks the motive of your yeah. heart because there's nothing wrong with pressing forward yeah. into more and to, mm -hmm. to um, growing and developing and be, becoming better people at, and being, becoming better and more skilled at mm -hmm. what we do well. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes it comes back to the motive of our hearts. Right. What is the intention? Right. What is the why? Why? of it and that's where we find the truth mm -hmm. and the holy spirit will help us he will enlighten us to the truth mm -hmm. so we can be free so we can live lives truly content the way god meant us to live because there's mm -hmm. such a joy in just resting in who i am in christ because mm -hmm. no matter what happens i know who i am mm -hmm. i know who's i am i know what he's done for me i know who he is to me and there's such a peace in that and a joy in that as well yep so next point is this we're going to talk about how contentment conquers these things yeah. and the first one is contentment conquers comparison, comparison. i'll say yeah. it again contentment conquers comparison mm -hmm. so second corinthians chapter 10 verse 12 um, for we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves mm -hmm. what he's saying there really i know this is new king james is like we're not going to compare ourselves to those people that think they're all that <laughs> that's what he's saying that commending yourselves is i think i'm all that right like puffed <laughs> up or prideful so he's like i'm not going to compare myself to people that think they're all that right that's what he's saying but they speaking of these people measuring themselves by themselves mm -hmm and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. He's like, I'm not gonna get involved in that nonsense. <laughs> and he's speaking of like the context of spiritual leaders, other yeah. spiritual leaders in their region, and they were thinking they're all that, and Paul's like, I'm not gonna compare myself to them, mm -hmm. right? And, and so we are not wise. So, so ourselves nor are others the standard. Yeah. And God is, is our it. standard. We must, like we said before, ask the question, wait, where's this coming from? Yeah. Why am I comparing myself to this person? Hold on, stop. Thank stop you, Lord, it. for where I am and, and what I'm doing and who I'm with right now. Thank you, Lord, for where I am. And I don't have to get lost in the, that dark place mm -hmm. of comparison. Thankfulness actually wards off comparison. Because if you're... Um, comparing yourself, you can't compare yourself and be thankful at the same time. Like, it's just, you're like, oh, I wish I had that. Oh, look at that person, look what they're doing. And at the same time, you're like, Lord, I think, like, it has to be, the reason it counteracts comparison is because it gets you thinking about what God has done for you. It, it, it reverses your focus on others and puts it back on the Lord where it should be. These people should not be elevated in your life in any way. They are not, um, gods to be worshipped, how they do things, where they are in life, what they have. It's not something to be worshipped. It's not something to, to want for yourself if there's a, a wrong motive. Like we need to be thankful for others and bless others and celebrate others in their success and what God's doing in their lives. Because when you're a blessing and when you celebrate others, it makes you hopefully, prayerfully, it brings you to this place of God. Thank you for what you're doing in them. I know it reinforces who God is. It reinforces that God is good. 
And if he's good for them, he'll be good for me, whatever that is, wherever that is in the life I'm living right now. It always, thankfulness always refocuses our attention on the Lord. As a believer, it refocuses our attention on who God is and how good he is and how faithful he is. So thankfulness actually wards off comparison. It's good. Here's the next one. Contentment conquers jealousy. So we're going to name all these things, comparison, next one here, jealousy, and some others, that are basically the enemies of contentment. Yeah. And, and contentment um, is powerful. Is. And contentment will conquer jealousy. Yeah. Okay, so here we go. Uh, babe, do you mind reading this verse here? Of course. Oh, sorry, I'll give a context just because it's a lot. This is okay. a heavy verse. Okay, go ahead. So basically, Paul, sorry, I didn't mean to cut, but just to help. But Paul is writing to the Corinthian church, of course, and he's talking about basically the, these believers in this local community, church community, are living in sin, right? Like, obviously. So he's like, man, like he's troubled by it and he cares about them and he doesn't want them to continue to live in this. And he's speaking, it seems, as you read, as we read this, from a heavy heart. So, so the kind of the heart of this is as a church leader here, he's like, man, I want you guys to get right with God, basically. Yeah. So go ahead, babe. Second Corinthians 12, 19 through 21. Um, we're actually gonna start at verse 20. Um, For I fear lest when I come, I shall not find you such as I wish, and that I shall be found by you such as you do not wish, lest there be contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, backbitings, whisperings, conceits, tumults, lest when I come again, my God will humble me among you, and I shall mourn for many who have sinned before and have not repented of the uncleanness, fornication, and lewdness which they have practiced. So here's the thing. This church, these are church people, they're dealing with this stuff. There's a lot here. And one of them in here is jealousies. So here's, here's the encouragement that nobody's exempt from having to, as my wife said earlier, to fight this fight of faith yeah. and to um, have to fight through the temptation of being discontent. Yeah. It is part of the journey and part of the fight. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And you can see that, man, he did not want to find this church community. He's like, I mourn that I'm going to find you this way yeah. and that you haven't repented. And as pastors, we feel that at times. Like, yeah. you know, as I think as people with that are walking with the Lord, you don't have to be a pastor. Just you have friends that are not repenting or that mm. fall away from the Lord or that get involved, go yeah. back into addiction or whatever it is. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's like. It's a, you it, feel yeah, it. Yeah. You feel it. It's, a, it's the em, our empathetic nature and just the compassion of God working in us for people. It's um, it, it 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 moves the heart. And I think if jealousy is a struggle for you, um, you can repent. <laughs> Repentance, remember, is a lifestyle. This isn't. We repent. Um, of sin when we become Christ followers, when we make Jesus Lord, when we become Christians, we repent of our sin. 
But as we're walking with the Lord, we find, as the Holy Spirit reveals truth truth to us, we find these things sometimes that are in our hearts that we never knew were there. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes it means that we're living a lifestyle of repentance, where it's like, Lord, I come to you. I put this, I repent of this issue, and I thank you for your forgiveness. And I thank you that I can walk in freedom because of what Jesus did. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. I am free. I don't have to be bound by these things. So if jealousy is a struggle for you, you can repent. Mm -hmm. Repentance leads to peace in God. This is where how it ties to contentment. Repentance leads to a peace in God and knowing that he has and gives you what you need. Mm -hmm. So I can overcome this because Jesus has already overcome it. Mm -hmm. And everything I need, I don't have to be jealous of you. I don't have to want what you have because I know that God's best, he has it for me too. My story is different from yours. My life is different. My experiences are different. So how I receive from the Lord will be different from how you receive from the Lord. What I need in this season may be different from what you need in this season. So jealousy just separates us from, from receiving all that God has for us and being thankful for where God has brought us and what he's doing in us in present life. It's good. And jealousy, you know, it's that, it, it's closely tied to the word zeal. Jealousy, zealous, jealous. And zealous is like the positive of that. It's a passion, a fire. But jealousy is a passion and a fire for, uh, because of what other people have. It's like, yeah. it's actually anger. Can be anger. It's an emotion, and, and it, it, it yeah. and it can destroy. It destroys us and yeah. other people. Yeah. But yes, repentance. Repent is the way out. You can, <laughs> you repent. can repent. Repent. Yeah, there, there, there's always a way out, and that's the beauty of this. That's what oh, God is so good yeah, that we can way. Repent. And so next one, contentment conquers lust. All right, we're naming all the stuff that all of us have dealt with at some point in our life, or may even still struggle. Okay. And so here we go, James chapter 4, verse 1. verse 1 to 3. You want to read that? Yeah, where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss, that you may spend it on your pleasures. Contentment conquers lust. Lust is just another word for desire. The Bible says the spirit, the Holy Spirit, lusts against the flesh and the flesh against the spirit. Mm -hmm. And so um, the Bible says also in Romans chapter eight, you know, that um, if we walk in the spirit, we will no. not fulfill the lust of the flesh. There's therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, mm -hmm. but after the spirit, we're content in Christ, we're in his presence, we're in prayer, we're walking with God, we can conquer lust, yeah. okay? Yeah. And I know we use lust as a sexual thing, but people can lust after anything. Yeah. Lust is just a desire for something, an unhealthy desire for something mm -hmm. that causes us to cross boundaries, run through stop signs, mm -hmm. to get it. Yeah. And the cool thing about contentment is that it battles against our desires for unholy things. Mm -hmm. Because when you have a true contentment, your contentment sits in identity of knowing who I am in Christ. And because of that, 
everything God has for me, I receive it all. Mm -hmm. So it battles against the desire for unholy things. Contentment feeds our desire for God because we realize our need for him. You see how contentment brings you back into alignment. It brings you back into healthy thinking. It brings you back into holy living and holy thinking. That is the whole contentment. When we find ourselves in Christ and we know who we are, it just points us straight back to our creator. I'm content because I know who God is. All right. So contentment, as you said, right, feeds our desire for God. Yeah. Our flesh feeds <laughs> our desire for other things. Unholy things. So times. contentment, when we find ourselves in the presence of God. Yeah. Lust cannot grab a hold of us. Yeah. It can't. It overcomes it. And so once again, guys, contentment conquers lust. Next one. Contentment conquers envy. We're like naming all we're like naming all the deadly sins or whatever. You know, the, the popular ones. But I, I think sometimes I think we just I think the answer to this stuff. I mean, in the context of the message we're preaching, yeah. is contentment. It's contentment. Finding contentment it's in God back. alone. Yeah. In work, because of Christ inside, I don't need these other things on the outside. Mm -hmm. um, so here we go. Psalm chapter 37. We're going to read verse 1 to 8. You could probably just read this whole chapter. It's yeah, good. Yeah, it's a pretty good chapter. But it, it can't go for it. Um, Psalm 37, verse 1. Do not fret because of evildoers nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as a light and your justice as a noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. So good. This very says good. it all. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> Don't fret because of evildoers. Do not be envious of the workers of iniquity. They okay? And then they, they'll be cut down. Like sin always has a bad mm. outcome. Right? It leads to death. It does. Yeah. Trust in the Lord. Spiritual do death. good. Dwell in the land. Feed on his faithfulness. We feed on the word of God. We feed on the presence of God. And therein we are satisfied. Delight yourself also in the Lord. And he will give you the he will give you the desires of your heart. Right? Like I think in the, in the context is waiting on him, seeking yeah. him, and not being caught up yeah. in the this all this all this stuff. Um, what else it says? It says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him. He will bring it to pass. Sometimes yeah. I think because of our flesh, we allow it to take control and then we, we don't wait on God. We're not patient. And we, and we start to lose trust that what he has told us, what's in our mm. heart, we question whether it will come to pass. I, in my own journey with God, there have been multiple times where I've questioned, God, are you going to do what you said? Right? Mm. And there, herein lies the trouble we get into. Yeah, we get into trouble, whether it's emotional, mental, yeah. or yeah. literally can bring destruction on yeah. our life when we allow envy, jealousy, and comparison to get to get the best of us. But your contentment conquers envy. And I think the key word in here too is just rest in the Lord mm -hmm. and wait patiently for Him. Mm -hmm. 
And I think we get caught up because we cannot be patient and we cannot rest in the Lord. Listen, God is faithful. Let me tell you, <laughs> he is faithful. And sometimes we can only discover certain aspects and elements of God's character and who he is sometimes in the, in the waiting, in the patience we discover things about God that we've never seen before, never experienced before. And I think that's the challenge. Again, we live in a world where everything is so like, give it to me now, give it to me now. We can't wait for mm -hmm. anything. Mm -hmm. So really, when we're talking about patience, walking with the Lord, it is contrary to the world that we mm -hmm. live in. That's why the contentment, the rest and the peace we have comes from the Lord, comes from knowing who we are in him. Because that is what makes us unshakable. That's what makes us and and um, keeps us anchored. Because we're like, you know what? This stuff is going to change. This could go tomorrow. But I'm anchored in who I am in him. And my contentment I find from him. So this thing in my life is shifting and changing. God, I trust that. If it shifts and changes into something that I am uncomfortable with or unfamiliar with, I trust that you still have a plan for me. Commit your way to the Lord and trust in him. Do you trust him? Contentment brings us back to this place where we sit and we think on the faithfulness of God. It reinforces trust in us and trust in him. It reinforces that. That's why contentment is so important. We have to be thankful and content for where God has us because there is so much we can find mm -hmm. in that season and in that moment. That is so good. That is a very healthy perspective of being in a season that you want to get out of. What? We've all experienced <laughs> Or you want that. to end. Yes. You're like, this season is Wait. done. I'm ready to shake off my winter coat <laughs> and put on my, my flip-flops and go walking around. But God's like, listen... The desert, wilderness, the cold, it's yeah. not over yet. God is there. He is with you. He will clothe you. He will provide for you. Yes. He will make a way for you. Mm. He's not going to leave you hanging out to dry. He won't do it. He's too good. But it might require of us a deeper sense of trust in who he is and believing that he will, even if it waits right up until the last moment. Mm -hmm. Tests our patience. But God is faithful. Let yes. me tell you. Feed on his faithfulness. <laughs> what? It's good. What? Preaching, baby. Nobody can tell me that God isn't good right. and God isn't faithful. Anyway, Amen. go ahead. Let's move on. We have Let's some other points. Let's move on. But that's good stuff. That's good. You got me caught up in there. But wanting what someone else has is, is the recipe for discontent. discontent. Wanting what somebody else has isn't necessarily a bad thing, but wanting what they, what they want to their detriment Mm -hmm. Create something ugly and ungodly in this. Mm -hmm. It's a lust. It's it, we've crossed over. We're not we're not looking at somebody going and, and learning and developing because of our own stewardship. We're like, I want what they have because I don't have it, and I want it, and I'm unhappy because they yes. have it. That is envy, jealousy, comparison, all the ugly all stuff. The Lord deliver us. All right, here's the next one. These are my wife's notes. What what they have isn't yours. <laughs> Wow. Sounds like I a mom. Say, it sounds like something I would say. Like what they have isn't yours. And the sooner you realize that and accept it, you begin the journey of contentment. Yes. It's not yours. Yeah. It's not what God has for you. Maybe right. he does have it for you, but yeah. maybe just not timing. right now. So this is where trust comes in. It's timing. It's trusting in the yes. timing of God. God knows all. 
-hmm. He's Alpha and Omega. He yes. knows the beginning and the end. He created you. He knows what you're here for. Mm -hmm. And we try to rush things. And yep. God is like, leave it alone That's and right. trust me. Yes. If Always. it's not yours, it's not yours. Amen. Preach it, mama. Listen. Contentment. My kids. Contentment <laughs> conquers envy. It does. I am telling you, we don't have to over-spiritualize all this stuff in a sense yeah. or just try to get so complicated. It doesn't have to be. Envy is a sin. Contentment in Christ conquers it. Jesus already dealt with it. Sure but did. in our life, our practical life, the walk with the Lord, our sanctification process, mm. contentment in Christ conquers all of that. Yes, it does. The next one, contentment conquers greed. All right? Contentment conquers greed. Okay. This is Proverbs fifteen twenty seven. It says, he who is greedy for gain troubles his own house. But he who hates bribes will live. Greediness, right? Um, this, is in, this is the Hebrew definition. Hebrew definition is to gain by violence or injury, to be given to covetousness. So it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of um, is a cousin of covetousness or, or coveting. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, but this is a thing, uh, just, just like any other sin, right? It, it causes death. Yeah. And so think about this, that greedy, we, 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 in our language, in our world, we use greedy more for money when we money. think about money. Yeah. But it, it's, or food. It, or, food, or yeah, <laughs> or anything, huh? Yeah. Like you're so greedy. Stop yeah. being greedy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't touch my chips. Like I like mint chip ice that's cream and right. I don't like anybody else eating my mint chip ice cream. Nobody else wants to eat it. So that's fine. <laughs> no, well, that's not true. <laughs> well, well, you don't. I don't. Like, but that could be greedy, right? Like, no, I don't want to share it. I've had those strong emotions. I don't know. You know why? A lot of times yeah. I don't want to share my food. <laughs> well, here's the point. Not that I would cause any violence because it means to gain by violence or injury. Yes. yes. To gain by violence or injury. So once again, just like lust, envy, uh, um, jealousy, it's this kind of unbridled like thing, right? Mm. It's like I will bring violence to somebody to or a situation it. to get it. Mm. And can and check it out. We as humans do those things when we are not content yeah. with where we are and where God's have has us. We start acting really foolish because we want whatever that thing is to the point of even causing harm or trouble to other people. And that we must repent of. Mm -hmm. Here's another verse. 1 Timothy 6.10, For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. So there we go. This word greediness. Now the Greek definition, it, it kind of it makes sense here. It means to stretch oneself out mm -hmm. in order to touch. It's like it kind of like reaching too far. Like you want that too bad or too much. So to be strongly inclined to, pulled towards. It's almost like you're enticed. You're like, I have to have that. And so contentment preserves us and keeps us spiritually healthy. Why? Because once again, guys, greediness, it says it pierces us through with many sorrows. And it says that because of greediness, we can stray from the faith mm. and be pierced through with many sorrows. Mm. And contentment will keep us in God's will, his way, 
his plan and it will keep us spiritually healthy. And it will do the opposite of greediness. Yes. So um, people pierce themselves with many sorrows, through many sorrows, um, pierce themselves through with many sorrows. Mm -hmm. It should do the opposite. Like right. if, if contentment preserves us, that means it sustains us and keeps us yeah. and actually is a counteraction, counteragent to what's pulling us in this direction. Contentment keeps us like, whoop, no, 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 no. Yeah. Reels you back in. Mm -hmm. You start to stretch a little too much here. It's like, no, it reels us back in. And I think keeps us spiritually healthy. But it also, um, when you're spiritually healthy, that feeds everything else. Like it feeds our minds because, um, our mind is part of, it's connected to what comes out of our spirit. What we're thinking matters. Mm -hmm. Like we said that, that our words are weighty. Mm -hmm. Our words come from our thoughts. What are you thinking? Um, this is what comes out of my mouth. Our hearts feed our mind. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's all connected. Mm -hmm. So contentment, it, it enables us to be spiritually healthy, mm -hmm. but then it feeds all of these other things in our lives mm -hmm. that, that kind of keeps us safe. It keeps us um, within healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. Nobody, I think everyone uses the word boundaries nowadays, but yeah. it's like, no, for real. Like it keeps us within this space of, I am not going to allow myself to get pulled into the unholy and to the unhealthy. God, thank you for where I am and where you have me. Mm -hmm. Thank you that the spirit of God is working through me. Thank you that I have a revelation of truth of what God mm -hmm. is doing and speaking in my life, through my life, for this season, for myself and for others. It's this constant, you got to feed contentment. You got to refocus and be like, God, thank you. What am I content about? I'm thankful that God is alive, that he is living, that he is forever that he is beginning and the end that he's infinity i'm thankful that jesus died for me i'm thankful that the holy spirit has filled me up i am so thankful i'm so thankful and i think it's sometimes it's just the basic things right mm -hmm. and it is a fight so there are things that you have you can do practically to to curb that and i think um mm -hmm. we have a couple practical things yeah. practical things that fight against contentment yeah. And um, here are the things that um, that do that. And I think this can speak to everybody. The overuse or misuse of social media, yes. those platforms, <laughs> that's what they are. That's what you're seeing, you know, kind of, you know, everybody's highlight reel or, or whatever. All the things. And, uh, There's too much. Yeah. People share too much. Not everything needs to be shared on social media. Yeah. And like the intimate things of life, people put out there on French street and it's like, man, if they can't make it, then maybe I can't either. Like who is to say you forget who God is. Mm -hmm. Did you forget what Jesus did? Mm -hmm. Like you cannot look to those other people and what they're posting, what they're presenting mm -hmm. to the world as, as, um, as the place to be as goals, yeah. relationship goals. Hashtag. Hashtag relationship goals. <laughs> We're so yeah, old. Yeah. The overuse <laughs> or misuse of social media. Curb it. Put nice. it down. Turn it off. Turn it off. All right. Next one. An, ungr an ungrateful heart. Like basically not seeing the little things as things to be thankful for. It's a good one. Mm -hmm. These are just some practical things. Here's another one. Absorbing the world's view of contentment through all channels. 
mm. family, friendship, TV, movies, etc. And so instead of God's word, instead of uh, your relationship with Jesus, it's like just, you know, you, you read your one little verse or you go to church on Sunday mm-hmm. and then you're absorbing everything else out there. Mm-hmm. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, that is a breeding ground what? for discontentment. And guess what? <laughs> guess, guess what discontentment produces? Comparison, envy, greed, lust, all of these things that we do not want to be vexed or in chains uh, mm. like by. We, 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 no, Jesus died for us to be free. Yeah. And so I think that's a really good point. Watch what you're absorbing. Absorbing the world's you, view. What are you taking in yeah. and attaching yourself to? Yeah. Like, shut it down. If you're watching something that's breeding something unhealthy in you, mm. shut it down. Turn it off. Like, yeah. Do it. Sometimes it requires of us something excessive or extreme to stay healthy Mm -hmm. in him. Switch that off and put on something that you can absorb that will actually feed contentment in your life. And it's not just the written word of God, but it's also the uh, inspired and spoken word of God by the Holy Spirit. Sometimes it's, I have a revelation of truth from what I'm reading, but also he's speaking to your heart. Mm -hmm. What is he speaking to you? Yeah. What is coming? What's going on in there? Let those be the things that we're we're thinking on and and um, really meditating on, absorbing um, in our lives. Here's the last one: believing lies about yourself, mm-hmm. not finding identity in Him. I'm telling you, this all. I think it all goes back to this. That this was part three, right? The identity yeah. part. Um, it, this is this is where we must land. What, yeah. what we must nurture, yeah. uh, water, yeah. tend to. Yeah is who I am in Christ and nothing else, no other aspect of society, this world, life, our very existence, nothing um, grounds and settles us in who we really are other than Jesus. And that, that's, that is so important. And so we must refute the lies um, about who we really are. That internal dialogue, yeah. shut it down. Shut it down. If it doesn't reinforce truth and the word of God, shut it down. I will not think that. This Amen. is who I am. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That is it. That's it, folks. <laughs>